Movie Stuntastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Stuntastic or want to become a part of Movie Stuntastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at Movie Stuntastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com, or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show, because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. Welcome back. That's how I felt today. Oh, man. Oh. So many sound problems. So little time. But we're back, and we're here. We are back. We are here. Let me get us on the screen. There we go. There you are. Hello. Hello. Was is das? Das? What about das? Was is das? Das. I had to learn das 20 years ago. Nobody oh, uses it what are anymore. We doing? Welcome to Movie Sucktastic, uh, yeah. where everything's always a little off the rails. Uh, we are um, currently reviewing films in the year 1975, and today, tonight we'll be reviewing the Yul Brenner film, The Ultimate Warrior. The Ultimate Warrior. Oh, wait, that's, the, diff- that's the wrong Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> that's what comes up if you try to find this movie on IMDb. If you don't, if you don't put 1975 in there, you get a whole bunch of WWE, WWF, Did Ultimate you? Warrior. Yeah. I, it came up so much, I threw one picture of him in the slideshow. Because <laughs> I had to. You had to. <laughs> I had to. Oh, my God. So... Uh, super duper quick. I should I should get like a sound bite just to do the the format. Um, we are going year to year from Scott's birth of 1973 until we go to present day, <laughs> however long that's gonna take. And uh, the way the 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 challenges work now, we change the format a bit. Is we will challenge each other based on the the current year that we're in. So for instance, we're in 1975. I challenge Scott to the Ultimate Warrior. If Scott feels that we're done in 1975, he'll move us to 1976 with a new challenge. Yeah, I, I figured. 1975, there's probably three to five more movies we could realistically do before moving on. Yeah. Although I do feel that 1975 is a weak year. It is. There's just a lot of movies. There's a lot of futuristic, post-apocalyptic type movies, too. Well, again, it's your it's your grindhouse audience, you know. Just uh, well, just just the year nineteen seventy five alone. It just kind of there's a lot of them. I mean, there's this. We already did Death Race two thousand. There's a there's at least two more. I haven't even really looked yet, but I know there's at least two more post apocalyptic futuristic films. Oh, easily. I mean. I mean, I almost uh, challenged I, one to you last week, counts. but I, I went with this instead. Yeah. I mean, Boy you have dog. Boy and his dog, Rollerball. I mean, that's just two films right there, and I know there's more than that. So, 
Anyway, you have a challenge anyway. for me for later, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, yes, it means I'm still iffy on 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 what I'm going to challenge you to. Oh, but so I'll... you have you have choices. You just haven't narrowed them down. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I got a couple right. different ways we can go. Oh. <laughs> I think I know what I'm doing, but I mean, I just uh... okay. All right. Kind of thinking it won't be post-apocalyptic because we've done like two of those in the last three, four weeks. No, so we're gonna we're gonna shift gears. We're gonna shift gears. Good. I'm. I'm I would yeah. like that. I would like that. All right. So, um, <sighs> we're back on a regular schedule again, which is good. Um, like next week, next week we'll be recording again, but then the following week is Thanksgiving. So unless we do. Once we record a day early, like on Wednesday, there won't be a show, because obviously it's Thanksgiving. So, but we'll see. We'll talk about that. Oh, what? What's that face? Nothing. Nothing. No, nothing. <laughs> I, I need to know now. No, everyone no, need, it, it, everyone needs to challenge. know. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you, you've, uh, you've made the decision already? It depends if it's is if it's available. Okay. Um, okay. I, I, you could always I'm check you. You could always check YouTube to see if someone has posted the full film there. I'll. I'll but, that'll be my last ditch. But that's uh, always a good yeah, but I, I'm. I'm ready to go in with the ultimate warrior. The ultimate warrior. Oh, sorry oh. again. I can't help it. <laughs> Gives me chills when you do that. <laughs> I could do it again. Uh, no, please don't. Don't okay. I don't know if I can have it. I don't know if I can handle it again. Warrior. <laughs> so anyway, this is a, a, a post-apocalyptic film. Uh, society as we know it has been destroyed by some sort of plague, virus, whatever, to the point of where it has even there, destroyed crops. We know we know there was a, a plague that was destroying crops. We know that much. Right. Um. um so I, Max von Sydow, the uh, Baron, the Baron, his baron. Col- his colony, they're trying to survive, and they have someone in their um, in their group that is actually a, a very accomplished, he's a botanist basically. Um, I, I don't know; they don't explain if that's what he did before the apocalypse, but apparently he's very good at. Uh, growing uh, plants, vegetables, all you name it, to the point of where he has solved the issue of the the crops being destroyed by this plague, uh, and his are immune. And we'll get into that later because, man, the other the other side, the opposing side, man, are they stupid? Well, according to Max von Sydow, uh, carrot is a great strategist. Yes, sure he is. Carrot. <laughs> uh, did he come up with his own villain name? Because it's lame. <laughs> Carrot. Why? Because he's he's got so, he's got red hair. What an ass. His guys call yeah, his guys call him that. So it's apparently it's allowed. How, how could you take him seriously? He's like the main villain. He's the bad and, guy from. Actor, uh, not the bad guy, but he's the guy that fought Clint Eastwood in any which way but loose. I think it's you can any which way you can. Any which way you can? Okay. Yeah, the he would, he, Yeah, he was the guy that uh, Clint Eastwood fought. Like, it was like the main event. Mm-hmm. That's right where I recognize him from when I see him, too. Yeah, I saw him immediately. I'm like, that's that guy. So, I, I have to agree with you that they, they purposely keep the uh, the cause of the apocalypse um, kind of unsaid. They just yeah, talk, they re- you know, they mention circumstances that happened around it and everything, but they never really say, like, what happened. Um but they they kind of play on the idea that it was a slow burn apocalypse. It wasn't just like a bomb drop or anything. Right. Um, right. So, um, but but like the state things are in makes you wonder if that really makes sense. It really kind of doesn't. I, there, there's one scene later when we get to the last third of the film where I'll bring up where I which I thought is a cool scene, but I also thought like doesn't jibe with with your explanation of what happened right um but yeah so you have uh the baron the baron barons and the carrot crew and they're two (laughs) warring gangs 
and this is established in the opening when uh, Carrot's Car- Carrot's crew kills some baronets that are um, baron- baronesses. Uh, Baroners, pigeons to eat. Yeah, yeah. And uh, baronistas. Uh, <laughs> this is the wrong profession, but mm-hmm. um, so yeah, they've caught they've caught some pigeons to eat. They come in before they're even done catching these pigeons, uh, like like just dumb shits. Like what's funny is Yul Brenner is the ultimate warrior, but what he really is just is not as stupid and slow as all these people in the apocalypse he he's the guy with the knife <laughs> he's the guy with the i had somebody did um uh, like a comic book drawing of him with the fucking knife behind his back i had to throw it in the slideshow <laughs> well I, well it's um th- these two factions are watching yule brenner's character uh carson because he's Apparently, he comes in the middle of the city and just stands there silent for like two days straight. Yeah, and um, I think last week I had said he, I thought he was like standing on a rock or something, but it was like well, a platform or like a, like a, it was like an empty oil tanker or some shit like something. that. Something. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I very vividly remember that scene where he's just, he's just standing there, like staring out in the space, but in this instance, he had his eyes closed for two straight days. Like, wh- uh-huh. what does that accomplish? Now, I'm going to say right now, the main problem with this character, and I feel like there was some fucking with the script at some point, because when you start a film with a guy who just stands in the middle of the city and ignores everything around him for two solid days and then suddenly decides to help somebody else, right? Um, I really feel like they were going for kind of a, uh, um, like a man with no name type character. Sure. Yeah, I could totally I see think, that. Right, and, and and really, maybe more along the maybe a better example would be like Outlaw just Outlaw Josie Wales, where like he, he he's not really friendly to people, but they still follow him, and he still ends up doing the right thing. But he's not like he's not a hero type character. He's like he's an, an anti-hero. Anti-hero, sure. Right, and I feel like what happened is that they wrote the film like that, and then somebody somewhere said, "Okay, but we don't want Yul Brenner's character to be unlikable." So uh, yeah, he doesn't okay. really do anything like that. And what happens is Yul Brenner's, Yul Brenner's character throughout this, Carlson, the the ultimate warrior, as you, if you will, um, uh, it really is just uh, a rational, soft-spoken, shrewd, capable person and boring as shit. <laughs> but he has I mean, a knife. The, the, Right, I mean, got like, the, the basic me. setup you get is, like, you first first he does this two-day thing, you're like, wow, this guy's psycho. And then he says, oh, I took the job because I want because you said you had cigars. Oh, this guy's an asshole. And then everything <laughs> else he does is, oh, this is the man that would save everybody if he could. And there, there, there's, like, two or three parts like that, or, like, at the end where he's like, uh, like I've never felt that way about a man dying until I saw him. Uh, then why are you helping these people out? Why do you give a shit? I mean, it's just... He... <laughs> I feel like that, like those those scenes were left because they were cool, but then anything else to actually portray this character as self serving, they, they they totally removed any kind of character arc. The, Car, Car, Carson, oh, no, you see what the, you what you see is what you get. That's really yeah, what it comes down to. Yeah, and and it, and it doesn't change. He stays level the entire film, as does everybody else, with, with yeah. the exception of maybe. Uh, Max von Sydow's right hand man that becomes his uh, his right hand man at the end. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's the only one that really like has a has a character shift that means something, and that that's the main reason this film, despite it being a, poc- a post apocalyptic battle for the future of the world, kind of dull. Quite dull. Um, Sorry, I, I went a little rant there, but no, 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 no. I I I, I dig your rants. Um, no, it's, it, and he, they say he's approached by other people from, from other areas. I'm, I'm assuming they meant outside of the carrot gang. Um, so, but. Well, there, there, there appears to be random people everywhere yeah. hiding, waiting to like attack you. So it's not just carrots gang. So the uh, fact that ooh. he's just standing there, I mean, they could have, there was a dude with a crossbow. 
could have just totally taken him out and ate some Yule Brenner. Because mm-hmm. apparently they're starting to eat people in this post-apocalyptic future because they're, oh, yes, they're running out of food. Yes, I've, I've heard about those circumstances. Yes, I've heard them. They yeah. were just rumors. It's like, so if you got a botanist or someone that knows <laughs> how to plant stuff, you want to make sure they stick around for a while. You're right. Or, or at least well, show you what they know. And that even, I mean, that whole point there about, about the cannibalism, like, uh, Max von Sydow's character and Carson's character gel immediately, and they both have the same demeanor, and they're both intelligent and rational. So there's nothing out of their scenes together except except exposition. Like, yeah. that whole thing is like, yeah, they're... They're turning. The, they're starting to eat each other out there. And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I've heard about that." And he's like, well, "How about like, holy shit, you're kidding me?" <laughs> you <laughs> like, know, yeah, like, I know. or just yeah. like, or just like, I don't want to talk about it. Or any anything outside of the. All they got going for Max von Sydow's character is that he's trying to trying to save his grand grandson. By the way, the actress again, once again, the actress is that that is playing his daughter. I is saw eleven that. years younger than him. I saw that, and I'm like, "There's no way." She's his fucking daughter. It's like I, th- I didn't I look it, it up. I didn't look it up, and I knew that they were close in age. I I thought I thought it was his wife. In the beginning, I, yeah, in the yeah. beginning, yeah. In the beginning, I was just like, oh, okay, it would have been more believable if the woman with the child that was looking for the powdered milk or the pow- uh, milk pellets, if they said she was his daughter, that would have been more believable. Oh, we did, did we mention that this takes place in the year 2012? We mentioned it last week, but we haven't mentioned it this episode yet. But yes, right. it's 2012. And, the it's it's wanna, the film a film of the future, by the way. Yes. That's what it says is that's a tagline that's on the poster. A film uh, yeah, it, of the future. Way to give away the ending. I mean. <laughs> I I also don't I don't also don't like post-apocalyptic films that end on a, on a positive note. That's just bullshit. Yeah, it doesn't really Fucking work. And and hey, I really watch threads instead, everyone. Yeah, I mean, uh, Mad Max knew how to handle it. Yeah, true. Road Warrior. Um, all right, we we can all forget about uh, Thunderdome since Thunder Fury Dome. Road came out. You know, and then that that was my big problem with Fury Road. Shouldn't have a happy ending. It they wasn't, all should have died before it, it, they got it, to the city. He was the only survivor. He he continues on. Then, and don't fucking save the day. What what kind of post-apocalyptic film is this? Listen, fuck that. You had a big big problem with the ending. I me not so yes. much. Even the oh, there the hero spotted in the crowd before he fades and on an anonymity. An, 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 uh, <laughs> and a minute, 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 minute. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck. Hey, don't go the ruining my shit- birthday. What? Scott could. I said, "Don't don't go ruining my birthday." Scott, oh. Holly, Mayor, they all took me to see that. They took me to dinner first, and they took me to see that for my birthday. And Scott couldn't hold back. He didn't care if it was my birthday. He complained about the <laughs> ending anyway. <laughs> I said it was a great film. I love the film. Yeah, the film is fantastic. Just a suckballs ending. Uh, by the way, real quick, uh, one of my coworkers. It uh, ain't law abiding citizen ending. So. What. I said it ain't law-abiding citizen as an ending. That's a right. great movie, and that ending ruins the whole movie. So I'm going to continue the story I just started and say yes. that my like 15-year-younger co-worker just saw Law-Abiding Citizen last week. Oh. And wow. he said... that was. I, I, I didn't mean to segue that, but let's go. I know. That's why I was like, okay, thank you, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> um but no, he came up and he's like, "Yeah, I, I didn't care for it." It's like because of the ending, isn't it? He's like, "Yeah, it is because of the ending." It's like he didn't even know why he didn't like it. <laughs> he's like trying to put his finger on it. It's like the ending sucked, and I and it was like we walked through the whole thing. It's like, yeah, that was a horrible ending. Like, Thank you. That is a great. Fi- it's like, t- tell me again why I'm not supposed to root for this guy. Yeah. Like, please explain it to me in detail why I'm not supposed to because. The impression that I'm getting this entire time, because of the way Wait. you've directed and the way you've portrayed this character, is that I should be rooting for this person. <clears throat> Thank you for, uh, you know, uh, intermission is over. Come back for the second half of uh, Law Abiding Citizen. By the way, now you're supposed to like Jamie Foxx. Continue. What? 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 <laughs> what happened? What was that? 
What the fuck was that? That literally was like, okay, by the way, this is the last 30 seconds of the movie, 60 seconds. Uh, Jamie Foxx is your guy. Go. Yeah. It's like, no. No. I like everything that Gerard Butler's been doing. Yeah. So so Ultimate Warrior fails on that as for a post-apocalyptic film, too, as far as having an, a hopeful ending. It's not 100% positive, but it's hopeful. Right. And I don't want hope in my apocalypse. No, I agree. No, stop that shit. So, um, um, so to, to get back to the film, uh, as far as the, the the main plot or what you can kind of gather as the main plot, well, Max von Sydow goes out to recruit Yul Brenner or Car- Carson, uh, that his character to his his community, because. As Max von Sydow says, they need somebody like him. They don't have any warriors, and he's a natural-born leader, natural-born warrior. And, he and they gives... can tell that because he's been standing in the same spot for two days. Yeah, because Max von Sydow basically says, listen, uh, I, I'm assuming since you're here for the last two days and you haven't moved, you're you're taking offers. And he basically says, here's my offer. Then he offers him like two extra portions of food at every meal, uh, a dry room without rats and, you know, all this, you know, the, the food and tobacco and whatever. Yul Brenner doesn't even flinch. And he says, well, that's, he goes, I believe that's everything I can offer you. Max von Sydow walks away. They get, they get jumped <laughs> by these uh, post-apocalyptic uh, r- riffraff. Yul Brenner comes to save the day. Unaffiliated. And- uh, post-apocalyptic scoundrels. Yeah, so Yul Brenner comes to save the day, and Max von Sydow basically, by the end of that scene, says, "I will show you where to go. You know, right. Follow and me." Now, and and this fight sequence brings out the first problem uh, with me with the whole point of him being the ultimate warrior is that, yeah, he's pretty good at fighting, but he's also the only guy with a knife. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nobody has anything that they could fight this guy with. I. Yeah, no machete. They got blunt weapons. Yeah, they got like wrenches and stuff. And he's like, "Aha! You should have brought a knife. Slice, stab, poke." <laughs> how about Every some of the scenes? Like, oh, how like, about every... some of the? There's like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say, how about some of the faces he's making during these fight scenes? There's oh, one. Cool. There's okay. there's one face that Yul Brenner is making where he's it. In I feel like he's doing his best Bruce Lee impersonation. He's. He's just, oh, <laughs> he's making a face during one fight scene where it's just like, come on, let's do this. <laughs> it's just, oh, <laughs> it's just like, but, Jesus but, Christ. But Bruce Lee never pulled a blade. <laughs> he didn't need to. Yul Brenner, it's I like mean, the, it's the knife of the future. It's like, yeah, it's like the second fight where, all right, so. This this is the part that, I, that gets me a little bit. So there's a there's a side story about a couple that has a kid that's hungry because they can't get enough milk for it, right. and and the wife is shall we say fucking crazy. So while the husband's away, she takes the baby with her into the wasteland to try to find milk. And uh, by the way, they what? By the way, by the way, by the way, real quick before you yeah. continue, as someone who has is has raised two children bottle fed oh and here we go that fucking kid is too old for a bottle oh that's where you're going with this yes not mm-hmm. not i would have got milk i want to break you're like no 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 no, no, no. it's the apocalypse milk. i'm not worried about it it's a fucking apocalypse dude <laughs> uh you know what? fucking cry i don't care <laughs> <laughs> that kid should be on solid fucking foods and they should not be searching for a fucking bottle that's all i'm going with that 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 kid not for anything, but people get <laughs> people get yelled at for giving kids that old a bottle. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? That kid's going to go to grammar school with a bottle in its mouth. Stop it. No, that kid well, was are, way too old for a bottle. These are just post-apocalyptic uh, riffraff. They don't know any better. Is that what it is? Uh, no, what so, basically yeah, so- that is, it's like we couldn't find a baby young enough for this scene, so we're using a two-year-old. Thank God they don't have like a four-month-old on set. Jesus, keep that thing at home. Wow, uh, they they do it the right you, way now. You barely see the kid anyway. They could have called. They could have said he was like new. Eh. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So like, 
long story short, they get killed. Uh, <laughs> and, and Carrot, Carrot, they find the baby because they hit it in like a dumbwaiter. And Carrot, there's a, like a meaningful pause, and Carrot says, "Make for good bait." Yeah. And then we have no, like, no. He was like, what? "It's really good bait." <laughs> right. Okay. You get. So, and then the idea is, oh, so they let the baby cry, and it's going to draw them to into it. Okay. Yep. That's a good strategist. So here's the th- if I was doing that though, I would have people on in the inside of the building waiting to ambush whoever came for the baby. But they don't do that. <laughs> no, they, they just don't. leave the they leave the baby and like go across the street or something. So Yul Brunner has enough time to go through like a a mini uh, emotional moment when he finds out the baby's dead before they come before they run in single file and attack him with torches. Guess what? He's still got a knife. Yeah. <laughs> All these yeah, and, and how did that baby die? How did that baby die? By the way, probably. I mean, probably just died as exposure. What have you? I, maybe that. Maybe maybe the lady that had had it uh, crushed it. And I, but I, I did like that, the part that's though, possible. where the where the old crazy ladies like, uh, it's dead. And she's holding it. Yul Brenner reaches for it. She shrinks back, and he just kind of pauses. Like, this is too fucking weird for me, man. <laughs> this is too fucking weird. That's they right. could have played a bit more on that, but. But but any but any and even someone as hardened as he's supposed to be from the wasteland, a dead baby, and all of a sudden you're like getting squeamish. Come on, guy. It, again, it's too likable, too much of a regular guy. He's supposed to be hard as fucking nails. Nah, he just oh, you brought torches to a knife fight, eh? Slick 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 slick. And then when he runs, although he, and then when he runs away, he drops the bell on the on the crossbow guy. Oh yeah. And no one else picks up his crossbow. So, oh, no, that was his. No, it's his. I don't even know how to use this thing. So, that, no, you know no, no. what? We, 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 you got a torch? I'll take a torch. Thanks. We don't loot. We, we loot clothing off the dead, but not weapons. Uh-uh. No. What are you drinking there tonight? That looks like beer. Oh, it's a Lingen Lugin. Oh, Lingen Kugel. Lingen Kugel. Uh, Summer shanty. Weiss. Oh, okay. I like those. I like the lining kugels. Yeah, they they make the lemon one. It tastes like lemonade. Very nice. Yes. And um, they have a, a summer shandy uh, beer, which uh, is summer shandy not, is good. But it's I, refreshing. I like, I like. It's refreshing. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But but it's just ah and so they're seeds. <laughs> There they are seeds. seeds. They've created seeds. And I, I hate, I hate with a passion. It just kills me every time I watch a post-apocalyptic film and the the, the hope, the, the ray of hope for the future is a fucking handful of seeds. <laughs> I've seen my fill of these films. Where like, we can grow something in the future. So, no, you can't. Everybody's fucking dead. It's not going to happen. Die. I, I hate the seed thing. I just... The minute he's like, they keep closing up on the seeds. Like, oh fuck! <laughs> it, it gives me agita. See, that's that's what it agita. is. Agita, yeah, yeah. And uh, so there's seeds, but then the they seed guy gets killed. They do it a now, lot. Ma- the what? seed thing, and yeah, and you know why that. they do it though, right? Well, it's okay. an objective correlative. That, you know, yes, I mean, it, it, exactly. It, the seeds, yeah, the seeds yes. symbolize hope, etc. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. That's the only reason why they keep doing it. Still annoying. It even annoys me when they do it in video games, even though it's more acceptable. Because it's a fucking video game. But um, now Max von Sydow, the Baron, has a master plan to save his pregnant uh, daughter. daughter. <laughs> uh, is yeah. Uh, I need you to take her through the subway station all the way out of the city. The subway well, fir- well the first, Yul Brenner and Max von Sydow have a, uh, a conversation because uh, they they have a verbal contract about how uh, uh, Yul Brenner's character, Carson, is going to help them and fight and blah, blah, blah. So Carson, uh, Yul Brenner's character, has a, a real conversation with Max von Sydow telling him, I, I really don't know how long I'm going to stay. But I'll stay for as long as I can because I'm going to North Carolina. There's an island there, which must be like fucking Hatteras. Who? Yeah. I mean, it's the only island I know. 
But anyway, mm-hmm. so he's like, yeah, and why would you go there? I mean, he's just like, there's hurricanes all the time. But anyway, any crops that you're going to grow are going to fucking get destroyed that way. But I'm playing too much into that. Uh, so he has a conversation with Max von Sydow saying he needs to go to North Carolina. He'll stay for a little while. Max von Sydow has, a, has this great idea of, well, maybe you go with my, uh, my, my daughter for my grandson and maybe some other people can go with you. And Yul Brenner doesn't immediately say no, but you could tell he's not thrilled about the idea. So, you know, the thing of it is, the thing of it is, Yul Brenner's character, it just, you could tell at some point where he's just like, man, what the fuck did I get myself into? It's like, I'm just constantly just getting into this shit here. Right, and I feel like there must have been that kind of stuff happening before they said you can't make him unlikable. <laughs> yeah, serious. It's it's you can. I I just feel like somebody's hand reaching into this film and saying no. I, you could just like feel how awkward it is, and how much of an empty hole it is without it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So 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 Von Sydow's gonna he 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 knows that the people there aren't gonna leave because they're stupid, so he's gonna sneak them out. Uh, so they do. Uh, the people in his group find out they beat uh, the Baron to death with sticks. Uh, yeah. You know it happens. <laughs> who knew? Uh, and Car- who who knew? And then carrot. Well, uh, well, prior to that, there's somebody stealing vegetables, and you get a little yeah, taste. Whole- but here's the thing: it, they preface the Baron's death with what the crowd is capable of doing, because one person is stealing vegetables, and basically frames another person for it so max von sydow makes has to make that decision of you know feed him to the streets uh you know or let the streets have him and he lets the crowd do that they strip him of his clothing they beat him up and they throw him out into the street so they they preface the baron hold on well they do his shoes they do not strip him of his clothing they take off his shoes but then they put a, a orange jacket with bells on him. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yes, and my and Holly was watching, and she said she glanced up and she said, "Are they dressing him like Michael Jackson? What's going on?" So I think they are. I you know, and then later it's like, "Oh, they're bells," but it's still an orange jacket. What the? They could have just put the bells on him. Well, yeah. so they preface yeah. the Baron's death with what this crowd, his community, well, is capable of doing. Well, it's the it's an undertone that you normally get in a post-apocalyptic film, well, sure. which is that which is that society crumbles the moment there's you know but, the moment there's any kind of confusion, strife, conflict, and that plays out in the background of the film. But I but, truly think that that's the only reason why that scene exists. Uh yeah. I mean, uh, otherwise, why even have this the the the, the side story of someone stealing? Veg- it's so minuscule as far as the plot goes. It, you know what it is too it, it it's also a reason to have the one character who was stealing t- the tomatoes in the first place overhear the conversation about the seeds so he can be uh 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 interviewed carrots group yeah. by carrot uh who then you know who finds out the information that they have seeds carrot wants more tomatoes <laughs> that's it so, so they go and it, they kidnap the the botanist Except uh, they don't do a very good no. job of that. Yeah, they don't. Uh, they didn't even know about the botanist. They well, no. just went to steal the vegetables. He he was there accidentally. No, I thought they found out that he. Him. No, I thought, he, they no? found out after he was dead. Oh, for yeah. some reason no. I don't know. I, I thought that they knew that he was the guy. Oh. That would make so much more sense, and there'd actually be some kind of intrigue. No, no, no. They were just stealing tomatoes, and they killed him accidentally. <laughs> it's like, you don't kill the guy that's good at growing shit. Yeah, they didn't know. They just knew that he had... They didn't know he had seeds until after the fact. That's what I'm saying. This guy... It, it's just a convoluted process to make but sure he's that... he's a great strategist. Yeah. So they just need to get information from A to B, so they can follow them to C, which is the third act, which is just Yul Brenner running through a subway uh yeah with a knife and and it's actually less suspenseful than the third act of uh uh westworld 
<laughs> I felt like it was in the same movie. It's like, oh, now here's the long tunnel, and now he's running down the tunnel, and now he's coming down the, the hallway. And it's like, oh, and now he's at the station. Oh, you know, he just, he just, uh, just what the fuck? It's slow. <laughs> And yeah. one by one, he's killing these people. I, you, you, you know, know what? Max von Sydow at one point says that that Carrot could overtake his community at any time. He said uh-huh. he 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 doesn't have as many men. He doesn't have as many people, and Carrot could get as many as forty people in an instant if he wanted. But right. Yul Brenner, and, and I'm going with what you just said. Yul Brenner is killing them one at a time. It's like I don't care how ultimate of a warrior you are. 30 people charge you, you're not getting out of that. Yeah, you might get a few people, but you're not getting out of that. I'm sorry. I don't care how fucking ultimate you are. It's not and happening. Writer, I, I, I can't say that I, I like what like writer-director Robert Klaus did in this, because there are some scenes here. Like just, just the one thing in the subway that bothered me is that he takes he takes the, uh, uh, the Baron's daughter one side tunnel, this one like room offshoot where there's some skeletons. And as they go in, Yulbrunner stops and takes a good five or ten seconds to stare at this this uh coat rack in the in the uh, tunnel. Right. Right. Just so that five minutes later when there's a fight scene, he can impale a guy on it and we'll understand that he knew it was there. <laughs> so what the fuck is this? Why are we setting this up? It's ridiculous. He's like, what could I use in this room? Yes. Mm. Oh, I'm, look. I'm glad the only thing on the wall in this t- tunnel, as far as I can see in either direction, let me just look at it for a second because I think I can impale somebody on that if the timing was right. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's like three foot wrenches hanging off of the fucking thing. It's like, oh, I got a knife. I don't need another weapon, but I can impale somebody on that fucking wicked. <laughs> Come on. I have a screenshot of it. <laughs> and then, well, what else is there after that? Well, my favorite part, Parrot finally confronts Carson at the end after he's killed off all of his other men at this uh, at this one station, uh, subway station, and uh, Carrot pulls out his master weapon, a metal ball on a rope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, when Jackie Chan grabs the grabs the rope with the horseshoe in yeah. um, oh, what's the yeah. western one? Yeah, it's um. The one with Owen Wilson. Yeah. The fuck is that think called? All I, can, all I can think of is is fucking Rush Hour. That that yeah. like uh, that like uh, lobbed everything out of my brain. I'm gonna figure this out before I finish typing. Oh, it's killing me. I always forget now. Cause, cause like, Rush there's Hour an H in there. In Sh- Shanghai Noon. Shanghai. That's right. Yeah. Shanghai Nights was the sequel. That's uh, right. And but um in Shanghai Noon. When he does that with the horseshoe, you're like, uh oh. And then he does some like really wacky shit with it. Yeah. When Carrot drops the ball, you're like, oh, martial arts time's coming. And no, he's not like the little the the uh schoolgirl from Kill Bill. He just swings the fucking thing. <laughs> oh, look out here. He's like, no fancy stuff. You're just gonna swing the You don't you they don't even do anything kind of cool. Like you hear it like piercing uh, the wind and it's making like a sound. They don't even do that. You know what? Put a knife at the end of that fucking thing. <laughs> All right, maybe a brick. Come on. Well, that's like what metal that's ball. what Tarantino did in Kill Bill. That's what I'm saying. That's what oh. I just referenced. Oh, I just referenced that. You did. <laughs> I'm a bit under the weather. I apologize. Oh, uh, no excuse for that. Sorry. There is no excuse for it. Yeah. You're right. That's his big weapon, and somehow he gets the upper hand on Knife Guy with with the ball rope. Well. Well, first of all, before we even get to that scene, the scene before that is Yul Brenner is delivering this woman's baby with that knife. Like, that knife is yeah. versatile. Uh-huh. You know, oh. cut an apple with it, cut your steak, you know, kill people with it, deliver a baby, you know? So, when he's delivering that baby, and it's the fake baby covered in blood and just, like, goop, I'm like, that's, that's a dead baby. But... He didn't. He didn't cut the umbilical cord yet, so the baby didn't start crying. Right. So he does that, and you hear that in the distance that the baby starts crying. So it was that scene signified that the baby was alive and it was a successful delivery. So, and she's like, "You have to tie it in knot." 
<laughs> it's like, that's right, because they don't have those little clip things that they do nowadays. Yeah. You tied it or not. I got to go kill Carrot. Now, if he was a man, he would have bit that thing off yeah. like, in, like in threads. Fucking Carrot comes out. Uh, <laughs> just like you, brother, to bring a knife to a rope and ball fight. <laughs> so uh so Yul Brenner Carson is fighting with Carrot and at one point before that scene happens he finds this like this tunnel not tunnel but this uh this 20 foot shaft. drop shaft. the shaft yeah just talking about shaft um and what he throws somebody down there so he knows it exists so he kind of um it's kind of dancing around in this fight to kind of get him to where he wants so that he would fall down this shaft. The only problem is the rope wraps around his, his hand. Now, the problem I have with this scene is that this rope is wrapped around in such a way that he could have just twisted his arm a couple of times and it would have unraveled. Yeah, you think that, but it was biting in. But he gets an axe and he just starts like terribly swap swiping you know at uh this rope to try and cut it and he's doing a terrible job he doesn't have his knife so he can't just cut the rope but what could he use because apparently the axe is sharp enough because you find out later why it's sharp enough he could have just put the axe underneath the rope and just sliced it as one would have been I a knife i i have a feeling it was like metal rope I don't think so. It looked Is that like a thing? it looked like rope. But I no. feel like they were playing it off as like metal rope. But it it wasn't. If okay. they were, if that's what they were trying to achieve, they used rope. It absolutely was rope. It was way too uh the color and the way it was flexible. When he drops the ball and it hits the ground, there's a knot and the the end of that knot is frayed. Uh, the way thread phrase when you when when you cut when you cut rope it was absolutely rope okay so he could have he, he could have threw the axe right at fucking carrot's face and he probably would have let go of uh of the rope i mean there's so you many other options that could have been done instead you of cutting your own hand off axe to the head i don't know why i didn't that would have been masterful. But I think as soon as I saw the axe, I knew he was going to cut his hand off, so I was kind of resigned to that. But axe to, axe, to, axe to carrot, I definitely think he could have reached carrot. You know, he could have taken off his shoe and threw it at his face, and he probably would have let go. Uh, it, it, there's so many options that could have been done instead of cutting your own hand off. But whatever. <sighs> Not a good film. I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 you can definitely see why this film does not come up when people talk about Yul Brenner. It doesn't come up when you even just talk about post-apocalyptic films either. Or no. if you even no. you know, if you look up 1975. This movie was made in 1975 uh, cuz I triple checked, I wanted to be sure, and in the opening credits it actually has the uh, the year at the bottom is 1975. So it was. It is a film from 1975, but it was not released theatrically in the U.S. until 1976. So that just goes to show, you know, that they were even back then, 40, 43 years ago, they were trying. 44 years ago, they were trying to sell this film, and they were having a hard time. So and I, I can see why. Yeah. And, so, and really, I mean, this is really it for uh, Yul Brenner. After this, he's in Future World, really only as a flashback, and then he's in Death Rage, and, and then shortly after that, uh, cancer. Yeah, from hey smoking. <laughs> I hear you have cigars. Ooh, that that came back to bite him. There's actually I mean, quotes, uh, and they're on. They have a bunch of them on his um, IMDb page. Where Yul Brenner had, you know, he was diagnosed with lung cancer and all that. And they, he basically said, had I known, because nobody, when, when he was acting, you know, early in the days, nobody knew cigarettes were bad for you. There mm -hmm. were no commercials for that. It would just be like, you know, smoke Chesterfield. It's good for you. You know, it's, it's a, you will love the taste. So, like, nobody Four knew. Five, talk, 
four out of five doctors agree. Yeah. So nobody knew it was bad for you. Um, so that was at a time when everybody smoked. So he had said, had he known, and this is what people say, had he known, he would have never, never smoked a day in his life. But, you know, once you start smoking, it, it, a lot of times it's hard to uh, quit. So, right. So anyway, uh, I mean, I got nothing oh, and, else. You know, and I, I just want to correct that. I, I kind of implied that his career ended because of cancer. No. After like those two films, the 75, 76. But no, he was he was playing The King and I, you know, touring, doing that. He just stopped making fucking films because, you, you know, look at the shit he was doing. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to go do The King and I. Yeah. <laughs> so the film, I have nothing else for this movie. Uh, I, mean, I, I expressed most of my qualms about it, really. Yeah. Uh, no seeds, uh, dead baby. <laughs> Uh, knife, knife guy, basically. Knife so, guy. Yeah, yeah. He's a real again, knife guy. No character arc whatsoever for the main character of the film. Huge fucking mistake. That's one of the reasons why no one remembers this film. No, we always talk about movies. Um, we always talk about movies that should get remade or movies that would be good as a remake. I could see them remaking no. this no. and doing things differently. No. Well, what's to do differently? Just just make a different, just make a different apocalyptic, uh, post-apocalyptic film. Yeah. No. Well, there's no, post-apocalyptic. What I'm getting at is, you know, specifically a remake where the title, the, the title name stays the same, and it's a this it, is a remake. There's nothing worth in this film making. There's no concept in this film that is original enough to say, hey, we should like steal that. You know, it's, no, it's just, just let's just do a post-apocalyptic film. We'll come up with a better, we'll come up with something better. There's nothing here. There's nothing That's, here. It's bland. There's real, no, there's not, two gangs are fighting. One guy, uh, you know guy what's funny? Carrot, it's like the biggest thing. You know what's funny about, I'm watching this film and I'm getting, because up until two years ago, I watched The Walking Dead. I don't watch it anymore because it is totally jumped the shark. Um, But... One of the things that The Walking Dead did well when it was doing things well was the human, the story arc, uh, the human aspect of the these people trying to survive and the, the human uh, gangs or communities trying to destroy one another because they're either trying to get their shit or they're just, they're trying to just survive in some way. And I had flashbacks of um, The Walking Dead when watching this film. Because for, for all the shit that The Walking Dead has done, uh, it, that was one of the things that it did well. When it, when it was doing well. It's not, it's not a good show anymore. It's a terrible show now. It, it is totally lived past its prime. So whereas much, we're much like this film did, yeah. So much where you were with the show when it first started, I am now with you, but like six seasons later. Anyway, so this is a five point seven on IMDb. You know what? This film's a solid five. This is the epitome of a five film. Yeah, it's a it's ve it's, it's the epitome of average. Yeah, it, it it's it wouldn't be bad if it was interesting. That's the bad part about it. Oh, sure. I didn't mention the one thing that, that I thought was weird. What's that? When they get to the subway station, the last thing I want to mention, uh, they come across entrance, the gates, and the turnstiles are all clogged with the skeletons of people that were piled up trying to get out. Oh, right. Yeah. Remember, remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, wow, that's fucking cool. I love this. This is great. And like, I'm just watching, and then I'm slowly sinking in. So I, I thought a plague took away the vegetables. <laughs> what were all these people running from? What, what what the fuck? You know, that's 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 what I expect this to be like a bomb shelter and everybody's trying to get out. It's like what what is this? You know, what what is there a totally different it's a great visual until you realize that this was a slow burn apocalypse and there's there was supposedly wasn't anything happening. If there was something that happened to cause that, then 
it's just confusing. Just don't do it. It's a unless cool shot. It's a cool unless shot. Unless you try to do that, something like... Well... What? No, go ahead, go ahead. I was saying, it's a great shot. It shows dead people. It's apocalypse. But, I mean, if you're actually conscious of what caused the apocalypse, like, this wouldn't happen. But if you want to do something strange, like, like you're walking through the street and just come across a pile of skeletons in the center, it's like, ooh, something happened here. I don't want to know what it is. Let's keep moving. <laughs> that I'd get. But this was a bit too perfect for the for the visuals, but with not making any sense in the narrative. Right. That's it's all. A, it's a shot in the movie that I would, if I were making film... Uh, if I if I was an influence to someone making film, it would be a shot that I would recycle, uh, you know, a, a, almost like an as an homage. Uh, an homage. Like yeah, exactly. It would be like an homage, and it'd be like, listen, there was this film called The Ultimate Warrior. It had this great shot. We should totally use that for our film, and we'll make it work. See, don't remake this film. Just steal from it, please. That's it. There's nothing Whatever else to do. Whatever can be stolen. Right. So that's a solid five. Solid five. Rated. All right, yes. good. Now, All right. Um, challenge so for challenge. me. Yes. Now, Can I get a hint? The film, well, all right, the film I wanted to do uh-huh. that I came across is there's actually a Jan Michael Vincent film called <laughs> that... White Line Fever about truckers. Oh, boy. I know, <laughs> right? Jan Michael Vincent in a trucker film in the 70s. Yeah, I can't find it. I can't find it anywhere. So, what's it called? A uh, white line fever. White line fever. I was not able to find it. If you can find it, I would love to challenge you to that. All right, just give me give me a hot second. All right. What? Now, bar- and that's nineteen seventy five, obviously. Yes. Now, barring that, I do have a film I want to challenge you to. With that, not an option. Uh, and it's a horror film because I don't think we've been doing a lot of horror films uh, so far on this yearly challenge. We've been doing a lot of sci-fi, but not as much horror. That is true. Horror. 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 Yes. Yes. Hmm. All right. I have one more place I can look, <laughs> and then that's that's kind of it. So I, I I looked and I was like, ah, oh, this this is not a film that anyone wants to remember. So. Yeah, I can get it. Really? Yep. As a matter of fact, I will. Uh, it'll only this 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 will only take about fifteen seconds to get. Cool. If you got me, that, then then that's the challenge. Let me see if this is legit. I'll let you know in about uh. five seconds. In the, in the 1970s Arizona, a young married, married man becomes an independent long-haul driver, and he risks his life fighting the corruption in the long-haul trucking industry. <laughs> this is an HD copy of the movie, too, by the way. Oh, you're shitting me. No. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I got it. Oh. I this will, is why uh, you're my hero. I'll send it to you. Um, as a matter of fact, I'll... Uh, do it right now so what was the horror film what what was the horror film if we couldn't get this oh i'm not gonna tell you oh Um, good because i'm sure we'll uh, we'll, we'll review it because i don't know if i'm taking this out of 75 this looks horrible and it has an inconceivable rating on imdb of 6.2 what no way I'm checking Rotten Tomatoes because I got to see what the Rotten Tomato score is. Uh, Audience score 52% on Rotten Tomato. No uh, tomato meter. All right, I sent you. I sent you what you need to do to get it. Now I'm pretty sure this is an actual film that came out in the theater. Uh, We need to confirm that too because that's part of our oh white wine fever. Yeah. um, You know what? Let me. You know, I'll tell you what. I saw like a little like TV spot snippet. It looks like a TV movie, but a lot of yeah. stuff from the seventies does. Let's see. Um, July. Box office budget. 
It came out in the U.S. July of 1975. So, yes, it was released let me, theatrically. Let me just throw this out there. The budget is $1.4 million Canadian. Oh, boy. <laughs> wow. And, and when, did, when did it come out? July 1975. They this tried was to a summer film. They tried to sell it as a summer movie. It came out Jesus. August 1st in Canada. Well, I mean, does it, does it have Jan any... Michael Vincent. Um, <coughs> was he? I'm trying to think. Is, was he uh, doing Airwolf yet? Or that? No. That was like, that was the no. 80s, that was right, 80s. Yeah, that was 80s. All right, because I, I mean, he wasn't really like a box office draw that you have, have him headlining a summer film. You know? Right? Yeah. No. No. Not really. No. I mean, he. He'd already been in the world's greatest athlete. That was 73. Jesus Christ. Okay, here you go. And I know I should save this for next week, but I have to say it now. 1.4 million budget Canadian. It made $35 million. Holy shit. That, that's, a, that's a hit. A $1.4 million budget makes $35 million. That's a fucking hit. That's a big hit. I mean, you get. I mean, you always can say, you know, you got movies like Jaws, um, you know, things like that, making two hundred sixty million dollars and things like that. But as far as budget and return, thirty-five million—it's a big fucking deal. Damn. Directed by Jonathan Kaplan. What else has he done? I didn't. I just didn't realize that uh, Jan Michael Vincent was in the Banana Splits. Oh, was he? Yeah. They made that horror movie called The Banana Splits. Just came out. I, you know what? I haven't watched it yet. But now that you said that, I have to see if there's any Jan Michael Vincent, um, if there's any no, you know nods to him, pictures, uh, any references. You know, it'd be great. If if for the opening next week instead of the trailer uh, to White Line Fever, uh, you played the uh, Jan Michael Vincent clip from uh, Rick and Morty, <laughs> and I love that every time. Uh, which is started up again, by the way. Already saw the first episode. I haven't watched it yet, dude. We only get half of them they're, before they're, they go on hiatus. I yeah, I heard about that. We're but, only uh, getting five of the ten. They're, they're on track. Yeah, it's, it's it's right up there. I was concerned. It's like, all right, they they have a high bar to they they cleared a bar in the first episode. Get out of here. Yeah, it was great. Oh man, maybe I'll watch it right after we're done. All right, I have to pack as soon as we're done, so we should wrap. You have to pack. I have to pack. You got a business trip? No, pleasure trip. Ooh, good for you. We're driving to Colorado. Nice. Yes. Living the high life. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Gonna see a birdcage statue. Bum, Is that what's bum. happening? It's all right. It's, it's, a it's, a, it's, a, it's a it's it's a monument to, to the. Uh, uh, I'm getting I'm the app out. Because because no, no, because I'm I'm ending the show. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry about that. No. All right, everybody. Sound issues always. We uh -huh. are always happy that you join us every week. Go to our website at moviesucktastic.com. Download, listen, join us live every week at 8 o'clock on Thursdays. Hang out with us. We'd love to have you. Uh, you can go to iTunes and you can download or listen to the show there as well. You can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash moviesucktastic. Uh, everything we post from when we go live to trailers to just about anything that that fancies us goes there. You can go to our Tumblr page at moviesucktastic.tumblr.com. If you want to email us, the address is the movie guys at moviesucktastic. If you want to leave us voicemail, I'm sorry, the movie guys at moviesucktastic.com. If you want to leave us voicemail, it's 908-514-4470. If you email us or leave us voicemail, we'll play it on the show. And you can download the Android app for your Android device. It's 100% free. Everything I said is in the app you should definitely get it it's worth it do you have any words of wisdom mr wilson 
Never bring a torch to a knife fight. There you go. Never. It's a stupid move. Rookie. Rookie. Rookie mistake. Amateurs. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. White line fever! <laughs> I still love our theme music. You Shh, can't trying to listen. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. I just every time we open the show, I'm like, shit, we really need to redo this opening. It's like five years Why? old. It's perfect. It needs it, it at the very minimum. We can make the exact same opening, but it needs to at least oh, now the be the video part. Oh yeah. It needs yes, to. It no, 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 no. The audio. I'm not talking about the audio. I'm talking about the video part. Really? We can make yeah. the the exact same one. It just needs to be in HD now. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The, the, the format, the aspect ratio, it's all off. It's all wrong. I We're know. better than that, man. We're better. Yeah. And now I'm rambling. All right, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.